Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. Coming up over the next 40 minutes or so, myself and Dan Killick will be looking back at the autumn as a whole, uh, particularly honing in on Wales versus South Africa, the game that's taking place this weekend. A narrow win for Wales in that one, in case you haven't seen it. Uh, there's also been some pretty big transfer news this week and uh, a couple of other topics which I want to cover. Um, Behaviour in grounds. There's been a few news stories this week about uh, people being too beard up when they're going to watch the, the national side. So we're going to be having a chat about that. And we also have a return of, uh, of Team of the Week uh, in association with our pals over at Adraig. So we're going to be having a chat around that and in relation to the autumn as well. But big news first up, Dan Killick. Big news? Yeah. What's that? Well, we've secured a sponsor. Good grief. Yeah, I know. This is it. You're, so while you might be sat there sipping your peppermint tea now... Thanks for telling me, by the way. Well, that's, I, I thought it would be better to do it on air. Uh, so yes, while you're sat there sipping your peppermint tea tonight, uh, you're going to become much more accustomed to the taste of coffee because uh, our new sponsor is So Coffee Trades, which is a really, really interesting business. It's actually run by uh, Scott Otten, the, uh, the Osprey's hooker. Uh, so I've been chatting to him over the last uh, over the last couple of weeks or so. Really nice guy, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's agreed to sponsor the podcast, which is uh, which is fantastic. So Should yeah, very uh, very proud to have uh, have them on board as sponsors. And uh, yeah, make sure you do head over to SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk uh, to check it out and to order some for yourself. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting, and we're going to be chatting to Scott uh, across the course of the season. Uh, he's agreed to come on, and we'll have a chat with him in more detail about why he's uh, about why he set this up. And uh, I, I personally, I just think it's really interesting uh, seeing what rugby players kind of do in their spare time, and you know, to to prep ahead of ahead of retirement. Even though he's only a young player, you know, kind of getting his um, 
again, it's trading order and obviously got a real big passion for coffee as um, as I do. I require several cups to get me to get me out of bed every morning. So yeah, really delighted to have them uh, to have them on board. And as I say, head over to so coffee uh, so uk to to have a little look. Be good to see how many of the other uh, players actually have you know sideline businesses on the on the go. Yeah, it's quite an interesting match, sh- isn't it? I'm sure you'll be able to share them with us. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I'm always intrigued to see what players do after you know after they finish playing as well. And I think you know now in the in this era, you've just yeah you've got to prepare for it because the game's so physical as well, isn't it? You never know you never know how long your career is going to be. Not everyone can play until they're forty, like Faithfully say. Yeah. I won't get into that I'll, just yet, will I? Right, where, do you want to, where do you want to begin then, Dan? So we've said we're going to do this slightly differently. So we're going to take it in turns to choose out of our four, these four big topics for this evening. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, give, I'm going to give you the first pick. I was I was going to jump straight in there. Oh, yeah, all right, then go on then. So the, just a reminder, the four topics are Wales versus South Africa, um, kind of coupled with an autumn review uh, as well. Then we've got the transfer news of the week, bad behaviour in... Uh, uh, at grounds, and then we're into kind of um, team of the week slash player of the autumn. Which one do you want to begin with? I think we need to start with the autumn review, don't we? Oh, right, start. Okay. You played with... it safe. Well, yeah. All right, let's just switch it. Oh, bad I... behaviour. All right, here we go. God, right. so you've that gone... aimed at you, or you've gone from probably aimed at me. You've gone from uh, taking the three points early on to not even kicking for the corner. This is a tap and go, forty yards out. You've gone here, Reese Webb style, which I like. Yeah, which I like. And back yourself. Right, so that's the first that's the first topic we're gonna to cover. And I wanted to get your take on this straight up, right? So right back <laughs> at on. you. Now right back at you. A lot's been made about this. Obviously we've been to quite a few games across uh, across the autumn. And it seems to be creeping in, or certainly if you believe the mainstream media, that there is more of a problem with with crowds, you know, kind of abusing one another, which is something that we're not really accustomed to seeing in rugby. How much of a problem do you think this is? I don't think it's an enormous problem. I think okay. it, there's, in part, it goes on, but um, a lot of it depends on the kickoff times. I think. Do you? You know, when we have got later kickoffs, yeah, people are, you know, people are drinking. It's all day boozing, isn't mm. it? And you switch the kickoff time to two thirty. Um, people haven't got as much time to get into, you know, get as much on board, um, but. Um, I mean, certainly at the New Zealand game, we mm. didn't see uh, we didn't see any signs of it. That doesn't, yeah, we we don't have our eyes on everything, though, do we? But there's a, there's <laughs> they weren't patrolling the uh, <laughs> patrolling the the entire Millennium Stadium. Yeah, no, but it, it is disappointing, isn't it, to hear a number of the stories that have come out yeah, about I, the abuse that's gone on. That one, so. that one story in particular is really, you know, is is really bad. Um, from what we've heard, uh, report with a a lady saying that. Um, a disabled relative was abused by by people in front. Yeah, that's because terrible. you know, and that's that's simply not right. Do you? But there's been a number of calls to to shut the bars in the ground and things like that. Do you think that's the answer? No, I don't. I mean, potentially you could you could um, not serve beer during the actual course of the game. So just literally up, you know, up into up into kick off, absolutely fine. Because I think the main. One of the biggest problems I certainly have, anyway, is when people are getting up and down. Yeah, when that, try, I mean, that when, is annoying. When you're trying to watch the game, and that sometimes it's people that are going to the toilet, but equally they're going to the toilet because they've mm. invariably had, you know, had too many beers. Obviously, I've done exactly the same many, many times. But um, I think it's not a huge. I don't know. It's it's probably not a huge issue for me because I haven't I haven't encountered it. 
But if you have encountered it, then mm. it, then it leaves a, a, a you know a bad taste, and a lot of you know a number of people have said, oh, they won't be going back because of the behaviour. You know, that's not quite right, is it? What what are your what do you think about it? Well, do you know what? First and foremost, I don't want you know you don't want to see anything like that in the ground. It's something that I think Robbie's always looked to pride itself on the fact that fans can all sit together. There isn't, you know, any kind of hooligan element. And I personally, I think that is a great thing about the sport. I like being able to, you know, being able to have, have a laugh and a joke with people from the opposition support, you know, with the exception of the English, I suppose. But, you know, generally I like, I like meeting supporters of other, of other countries and having a bit of, you know, a bit of back and forth during the game. That's, that's great fun. And, and with other people, you know, other, other Welsh supporters in there too. So, I think it's really important that we maintain that kind of, you know, that that standard that there is a, an enjoyable environment. I don't think that banning booze is the problem. You know, if someone's going to behave like a dickhead like that, alcohol shouldn't be an excuse for it. And if it has encouraged it, I'd rather those people stayed away than there was a blanket ban on booze for, yeah, it's you know, for everyone who's behaving themselves. It's penalising the majority, isn't it, that want to go and yeah. have a... Have a you know have a good few beers. Apart from that, if people are getting up and down all the time, that's yeah. the other side of it. Well, it is, but I mean, like, how often, you know, how much of a problem is that really? You know, I mean, if someone's if someone's going past you, I don't know. I've never had a game that's particularly that's been particularly kind of hindered by someone going past to either the bar or toilet no, or, or whatever. Of... You know, I think if you've paid seventy five quid to go and watch a game of rugby, which some of these some of these prices are, I still owe you for that ticket, by the way, and. I think, you know, if you paid 75 quid, then, you know, you're kind of, and then you're not stepping on anyone's toes, either, <laughs> well, you know, you might be, but if you're not stepping on anyone's toes metaphorically, then, you know, why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you go to the bar and, and stuff? Now, I'm there to watch the rugby, because we're a pair of rugby nerds, but if someone is there for more of a day out and to cheer on their country, kind of, who are we to st- to stand there and say, well, you know, you, you're not welcome or we're going to shut the bar and stuff. The place would be bloody empty and we wouldn't be making any money. Yeah, there's a little bit of creeping in. I'm, I'm a bigger fan than you are, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there of, is. Of, of rugby, which, you know, we need as many we need as many people supporting as possible. But I'm, I take the stance that, yeah, if, you, if, if we were to ban alcohol in mm. the stadium, it's penalising the majority when yeah. there's a few, a few silly people. Yeah. Um, and those people will be silly whether yeah, whether they've had you know drink on board yeah. or not. They probably you know, probably would have said the same you know what they said anyway. You know without without having drink well, quite on board, possibly, drink yeah. will be blamed for it. But you know, um, see, so yeah, I just think we need to you know have a little look at it really. I also think oh, that's pretty vague, uh, pretty vague. Get out there, Dan. But no, we don't need to. We we need to you know. I, this has all come out of this is. There's never been any any talk of this before, is there? About bad behaviour in the ground. Really, so, and right. I, I don't know. There's there's also equally loads of great examples mm. that you see. You know, I, I you know I saw a um, you know a young couple helping an old an old chap. You know, in, in the stadium through. You know, that hasn't got any 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 coverage. No, and, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, quite rightly so. I suppose it's what you'd expect. But there's loads of good examples of things that go on. Yeah. Yet, you know. The, the the negative ones will get the press, and that's that's what sells. Yeah, no, that's that's true, and I think that's it, isn't it? Is that these examples are are honed in on because they're they're in theory a much easier story. Equally, you put that many people together, mm. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get some some silliness. You are, and I, I think it's kind of it's our responsibility as as fans of rugby to if someone is saying something not that's not acceptable, 
and is making life hard for someone, you know, you step in and have a word or you, you, know, you get a steward to boot them out. Yeah. There's been some criticism over the stewards, isn't there, with them just being completely passive, as I was with the answer possibly to this question. <laughs> um, just not, not really stepping in, not helping yeah. out, just sort of turning a blind eye. Well, they're the ones that need to actually interject, don't they? Yeah. And say, hang on, that's absolutely bang out of order. You're out. Yeah. All of you are out. Um, then, then they're not going to do it again. No, but, I think I think that's it. So, I mean, for me, it's the. It's just it's just maintaining that level of, that level of. Uh, of behaviour that you'd you'd expect in a game of rugby because you know you don't want to, you don't want to dampen, dampen spirits at all because I think. Yeah, I think we've said a few times we've been to some really flat atmospheres there in recent times, and you want it to be a you want it to be a really buzzing, vibrant uh, atmosphere. And I personally have no problems with people going there and, and having a day on the beers. You know, that's if that's part if of, that's part of how you watch a game. That's part of how I watch a game. You know, as much as we're a pair of nerds, generally speaking, I like to have a few drinks while I'm there, while I'm there too. So you know, I don't think I don't think that's that's the problem. It's just making sure that we're not. We're not letting it creep in, and we're not mm. accepting, yeah. uh, accepting that kind of behaviour because you know the abuse just simply isn't right. Yeah, agreed. I mean, some of those atmospheres on the five thirty kickoffs mm. are electric. Aren't yeah, they? I think so. Absolutely bouncing. Yeah, and the whole you know the whole of Cardiff is really going for it. There's a real energy. Um, so if we just switched it back to two thirty mm. kickoffs, we'd lose a little bit of something. Yeah, unless we forget as well, we're going to need you know a travelling time. There's, there's, there's travelling time. Also, you know, we're all. We're all being held by the broadcasters here. You know that's that's who really holds the cards. Mm. Whoever is going to be broadcasting the game is going to get to dictate the the kickoff time. Another point. Go on. Would has people's bad behaviour been? Maybe people have been drinking more because fans had to get into the stadium earlier. Maybe yeah. So then there was you know what else is there to do mm. apart from have a drink? I don't think that's the case, but. You never know. Yeah, you do. You do. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. If, if one of the kickoff times is going to be potentially more problematic, then it, it's more than likely going to be the. Maybe a few people looked at the uh, the actual bar because when we were in there, the bar queues were big, weren't they? Mm. Early on, had a little look over at the mojito bar that uh, I've never seen before. Eight pound a mojito. Yeah. And uh, yeah, good luck with that one. Got got stuck into there. Somebody said, mine didn't they, when we were there, that uh, come the England game, that mojito bar would be absolutely <laughs> packed. <laughs> The guys, yeah, hadn't, it, the guys yeah. hadn't sold one, had they? I said to you, should we, go, like should we go and have a mojito? Because yeah. uh, there's no buggers there. Yeah. but um, It's not my bag. Yeah. I don't think I'd fancy a mojito at the best of times, yet alone yeah. at a game not of for eight, Not for eight pounds. Not it? for eight quid either. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an interesting one, Dan. Good uh, good opener there. Uh, so it's my, ter- my turn off this now. I'm should lost we... now. I don't know whose turn it is. Cause you... should, we talk, should we talk about on the, uh, on the pitch matters? Yeah, come on then. Let's go for... Let's go into the into the stadium then and on the pitch, and we'll start with the South Africa game as it's the the freshest in uh, in mind. How do you assess that one? It was a pretty dire game, really, wasn't it? By uh, by both sides, um, started off fairly well, I mm. thought, from Wales. Enjoyed uh, you know enjoyed us sort of picking apart their their weaknesses, and then it just turned into a bit of a a bit of a dull game, really. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think the standard was particularly up to much, really. You know, if you look at that, I, I think you're right. Wales did a good job at exploiting what was clearly been a, a weakness in in South Africa's game. And I tell you what, there was a lot more. There was a lot more kicking. There was a lot more targeting their back three with 
with boot to ball, but it worked really. Yeah, it did in work. that first half, you know, all of those all of those tries well. came about as a result of exploiting South African weaknesses, whether that be an individual error or exploiting yeah. the holes through uh, through a very good tactical kicking game. It was nice to see as well because we've been guilty in the past, haven't we, of saying that you know the the Welsh players and Welsh management haven't capitalised on weaknesses of mm, the other sides. That's true. So it was good to see actually some you know some some analysis and something obvious that we could that we could pick pick apart. I mean, equally, South Africa gifted you know you could say gifted the game really to us because they didn't uh, they didn't you know their their forte was the scrum. Yeah. And yet they're trying to they're trying to fling the ball around. Yeah, so, and they did, they didn't look much more comfortable doing it than we did. I thought. No, they did. it was two 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 sides flinging it out. A lot of errors, lots of errors in that game, and it's something that if we are going to play a you know a better, more exciting style of rugby, you just you can't afford to make that many errors. I mean, you know, I think you, you, we just about got away with it against a poor South African side. You're not going to be able to do that come Six Nations because we're going to come up against much stronger opposition than that. Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what style of play we do uh, we do revert to come the Six Nations. I think there'll be uh, a little bit of a check back. But well, this is it. You know what? We mentioned it last week and said actually. Well, there's no time, is there? <sighs> there isn't any time, is there? It'll be soon upon us. So it will. And honestly, I I think if they watch the tape of that back, and given that it's going to be a bit colder when uh, when February rolls round. I, honestly, I can see there being a bit of a reverting back to reverting back to type and using using bigger's kicking game in order to try and exploit weaknesses in. It's gonna be bigger. Side. Hadley Parks and Scott well, Williams, isn't it? We'll, we'll come onto the side later. We're but... gonna we're gonna what we're gonna have to do is slow is slow the other sides down. Mm. We're gonna have to certainly have to slow Scotland down, slow England down. So we're gonna be looking to drag you know drag people into into. Into what was our game, I suppose. How successfully have we managed to slow size down this autumn? Well, we struggled massively because we haven't had an out-and-out seven. So Navidi is, has played very well, hasn't he? He's been probably, arguably, Wales's best player. Um, but equally, his we ha, you know we struggled at, we struggled at turnover time. We've been turned over a lot, um, and you know I think he'll be looking at how well Ollie Griffiths played on the weekend mm. somebody like that I know it's a step up when you you know when you come in to play international but he's got everything um and can't fault Josh for what he for what he does strong carrier but in terms of you know that out and out set he's not a seven is he no I don't think he is and we struggle we struggled there personally I feel yeah, I agree. I, it's really, really difficult, and I hate doing this because I said last week I was delighted for Josh Meek. So we had a brilliant game against New Zealand, and he's done such a good job in difficult circumstances in what's essentially a brand new back row. You know, Shingler hasn't played international rugby against a tier one nation prior to this autumn for you know for five years or so. He couldn't I have done any more, that. could he? With his his skill set is you know strong carrier and the carries he makes. I mean. One of the carries on the weekend, I think it was in the 66th minute. You, hate, sh- you hate it when I mention no, minutes. No, this is fine. So, so is this Shingler or Navidi? This me? is Navidi. Right. He got, he sort of got half tackled by their six. who had a great game. Um, he then got back up. I, I don't know how he got back up. Um, sort of handed off some. And he, he, those hard yards that he makes are really impressive. And that's what, if he isn't selected, which probably won't be, we, we we could potentially miss, but he 
we, we've got to take our hat off to him. He's given everything and more. Yeah, um, I, that, that is and it's a real thing. option now. Is a real is a real option there in 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 the back row. I questioned whether he was international class. To be honest, I wasn't sure whether he had he was able to make because we've said it a million times, and it is a bit of a cliche, but it's a massive step up to play in international rugby. I think he's proven that he is international class, yeah. but I don't think he's an international class seven. I think he's. I think we said it before. I think he's a six, and he does a really good job at uh, at covering eight. Does that a lot for Cardiff Blues, and I know he's played a lot of rugby at seven growing up, but just did. I think that that you really missed someone who could cause havoc on the floor. He couldn't fault his defensive effort. Couldn't fault the amount of the amount of time willingness to carry. But I think that was the area that that uh, we really needed someone you know who's able to, to slow a lot of ball down and personally for me I think come Six Nations when you know a lot of those other players are fit I think it's going to be uh, as brilliantly as he's played I think it's going to be hard pushed to get back in the squad yeah totally totally agree I mean it could be the bench you know he could be he could find himself you know on the bench there because obviously he can cover 6, 7 and 8 um, we know we haven't got a we're struggling at 8 aren't we yeah you know, well so, we are right again. Give give you this question: If come come Six Nations, you've got you know the bulk of those players fit again. You know, we, would you be picking Josh Navidi as as cover for for Toby, or would you have Ross Moriarty doing that job? You know, would he be your second choice eight? Because I think realistically, you'd go Moriarty again, wouldn't you? Yeah, but would you have Mor- well, But Moriarty would probably be starting, wouldn't he? It depends. So is is Wolverton going to be fit? I genuinely don't know the answer to that one though. With Moriarty six, <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, so let's say Moriarty's fit, Toby's fit. Yeah, and then Tipperick's fit. Tipperick gets in over Josh for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to I tend to agree, but a lot of people feel that um, the carrying work that uh, Navidi's got through, you know, certainly mm. this campaign and for Cardiff over the last uh, Cardiff Blues over the last two years. Um, Completely correct yourself there. Yeah, yeah. he, um, <clears throat> you know, that's that's sort of lacking in 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 Tipperick's game. I'm not saying I agree with that, but you can't fault his carrying work. And you know, we were only saying the other day that he, he turned out to be one of our most creative players because he was carrying off mm. London. I mean, yeah, that, that's um, true. And he so has, I think he has a game of his life yeah. against New Zealand. And this this really this is a real positive, isn't it? Because they're at that we have exposed. Um, a number of players to, you know, to test rugby. So yeah, the games haven't been fantastic, and it's you know the air accounts been mm. big, and you know we've been crabbing across the park, blah blah blah. But we have actually exposed some players. Some have stepped up, some haven't. We knew that before the campaign was going to get going. Some of the guys aren't good enough, just now. Mm. But equally, like Josh Navidi, stepped up. You know, Win Jones. You know. There's a number of them. Elliot D looks absolutely at yeah. home, you know. So no, you're right, and that, that actually let's yeah, let's talk about some positives for a minute because I do think that yeah, you're absolutely spot on there. Some of those players you look at now and go, when it's Six Nations and Autumn next year, you'll be completely comfortable in seeing them in and around the squad again. And those two you've just mentioned there in Win Jones and Elliot D, I think you're absolutely spot on. I thought okay. James was fantastic. Yeah, he made those two yeah. turnovers. That practically won us the game. How he got those his legs, yeah, are like absolute tree trunks. So he bent down. He's quite hard to move, and he he's he scrummaged well, isn't he? Yeah, I think he does. When he came he on earlier well. earlier on in the campaign, he you know that was great to see. So your area of expertise, of uh, course. Uh, absolutely, he's a vegan as well. <laughs> um, but it's 
that's something that's come out of this campaign, isn't it? Because we said that before, but I think sometimes we can get caught with, you know, the games haven't been great. There's been loads. The error count's been high. Um, yet before the before the campaign, I was saying we need to, all we all we're doing is looking forward to that to that World Cup spot. But then equally, I was critical as anything, you know, uh, during during a number of the analysis points or sessions. So mm. it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it is hard. It really is. And yeah, I think you're right. You, there's a number of individuals that you look at and can say that they are going to strengthen the squad moving forward to the next World Cup. And you have got to look at that as a positive. And as we said, 12 months ago, it should have happened then. Also, yeah. it should have happened then we, and we should have found out more and we simply didn't. Yeah, we're playing catch up, aren't we? Yeah. You blaming Gatland? The Lions? I am blaming the fact that Gatlin was allowed to go, which is the previous Welsh Rugby Union regime who agreed to do it, I think. I, I just don't think you can afford to do it. I Also, I don't understand why a Lions coach, I'm going off the detail here, but why a Lions coach has to be, or the, the current tendency seems to be, well, it has to be one of the home Four Nation coaches. Just pick a great coach to do it. It didn't have, it didn't have to be one of the four home nations. You know, Geach has done it in the past when he's not been a He's not been a coach of one of the four. Why not look down that route again? Mm. You know, it's, it's a lot less disruptive there. And I think if you pay the right money, someone will do it. But all the all the other all the other home nations turned it down, didn't they? But... Yeah, they did. But you know, I think I think Vern Cotter was was up for it, wasn't he? Am I right in saying that? I'm not sure. Okay, maybe sure. maybe speculating there. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, there's, yeah. So there's, there's some terrific yeah. coaches out there. Yeah, there are. I just I just think that 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 has set us back massively. Yeah, and I think we got away with it in 2013 because if, but, because we we had a successful team and we were able to to come back regroup ahead of the World Cup, but we weren't playing well when he wasn't there, and I think now the game has moved on so much that it post 15. I mean, how many times have we said it? We said this with blue in the face that post 2015 the game had changed and other sides have gone about that and changed it a lot quicker than we have, and we are playing catch up. We have not a long time to go because we lost a cup because we lost a year. Uh, maybe maybe eighteen months. Are these? Was this autumn campaign? Was it always going to go like that? Yeah, probably you was. Know, but um, I mean, it's gone like every other autumn campaign, really, hasn't it? Other than the fact we're trying to sling the ball around, it's looked like every it's other an autumn campaign. Mirror image, to be fair, isn't it, it is, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. yeah, absolutely everything, right down to the one, two, lost two, and the, the new, the new kind of uh, the new finish to this tends to be a skanky win against South Africa, and that's the that's the norm now. As we've had again, as we've had the last. We probably should have. The lost. last three times we played them at home. Yeah, we probably should have. You know, last year wasn't particularly convincing. And, yeah, I think the year before, obviously, uh, so whatever that was, the year before the World Cup, just about did enough then. But it's, uh, it, I still think there's a, there's a hell of a lot that we're going to need to do mm. in order to, to be ready for that, so for that World Cup. We've, we've, we've gone all over the shop on this one now, haven't we? But coming back to it then, the autumn review. Mm. We've had a little look at the uh, South Africa game. Yeah. Overall, then, how pleased are you? Pleased. Uh, trying to put a positive angle on it. <laughs> feed me lines. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've not been massively impressed with how the team has moved on. I think first game I was willing to give the, the kind of benefit of the doubt and say so showed a lot of ambition. The second game was was as we expected if you make mass changes we can't simply cope with it and we were lucky to get out of that game with a win New Zealand was admirable but ultimately I never felt we were going to win that game when watching it and then the South Africa game I think really was 
close to an A international. And that's not to say that there weren't some good performances in there. And look, I'm sure if Alan Wynne Jones was sat here with us now, he'd be giving me a death stare because he's you know he's been on the receiving end of some serious uh, you know a few a few cheap shots and some serious tackles in there. And how impressive was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. And actually, to be fair, he's been fantastic God. all autumn. He really has. He had some um, game again, didn't he? He did. You know, he's been absolutely superb. But so, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but it's a very small one based on that. I think there's a hell of a lot to go. How about you? C plus for me for the autumn. C plus. Yeah, I'm not going to put a grade on it. Um, <laughs> it's difficult to do that. I, I for me. <clears throat> The main parts that come out of our that we've seen the players that are good enough at the moment, and we've equally seen those players that aren't. Okay. So let's have a look, a little look at yeah, that now. Do it. The 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 player the player at the moment then that uh, that needs to go back and and work on his game is Steph Evans. Yeah, I'm we, gutted. I'm yeah, I think gutted. we all, we all are, aren't we? Um, I do think that he's got that he, that he'll get there though. He's got enough about about his game. Um, but it's just been really hard for him. So he was, uh, I suppose it's, it's, it's a disappointment, wasn't it? With, with, with how he went, you know, defensively, he was, uh, he was exposed. Yeah. Um, he got turned over a lot. He was in no man's land often. He was sucked in. Um, was difficult. he just trying to do too much? I think part of that is his game, isn't it? So, he, you know, he pops up in places that he probably shouldn't be and maybe at club level. You know, you're able to you're able to get away with it. Um, at international level, you certainly can't. So, um, I don't think he tried too much. I just think it was a little bit. It was too much. It was too much of a step up for him at this time. That's the, that's the important thing, I would say, because if you look over on the right flank, um, during the during the South Africa game, I think Halim Amos has made has come on leaps and bounds in that regard. Yeah. And again, I was. You know, whisper it quietly, but I was I was worried going into this whether whether he was going to be able to cut it at international level because a I don't think they were they were sure in his best position. B question marks over his pace and also his defence. You know, we saw him get the run around against uh, New Zealand mm. over there. So it's great to see him because I thought particularly on Saturday he looked fantastic and he made you know he made that great try against. New Zealand also, so he does look like a really good attacking threat off first phase ball because I think he's running some great lines. He's reading the game very well. He's a bit like Hadley Parks, isn't he? He hasn't got that that out and out pace then of a of a of a winger and mm. equally for Hadley as a centre. But upstairs, he's absolutely got it. Yeah, he's 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 fully there, isn't he? So I thought he had a great campaign. And yeah, I did. Maybe, maybe full back, you know, could be a. You know, could be an option for him. I like him on the wing. I think mm. he's got enough about him, though. To... I don't think you can play him and Steph on the wing. I think they're two similar players in that they're both, you know, they're both both not massive, and I also don't think they're both blisteringly quick for international wingers. I don't see Steph in that. We could see that, couldn't we? When he when he, when he got the break, ball in the yeah. middle, yeah. I, I don't think we'll see Steph in the Six Nations. Yeah, um, I, I, I hope it doesn't dent his confidence too no, much. Because I hope no. he's able to go back and and get back in that scarlet setup and. And continue to excite and play in the way that he has. I really hope he doesn't kind of go into himself yeah. and he ends up, you know, gets another crack at it. I do hope that that's. They're the going to have to get some people around him because no matter you know, no matter how strong he is as, as a player, mm. he will have backed himself. 
you have to. Of course, you're getting into that, get onto that pitch, and you know it didn't go as well as he as he would have liked. So they'll they'll need to need to get some good people around him and build him build him back up because no matter what he says, yeah. he will be affected by it and he'll be disappointed. Um, but Amos Amos went. So Steph Evans, I'd say, would be the one that at the moment um, some work to do. Some work to do in terms of players that have stepped up um, and look look as if they're comfortable at that level. Elliot D, I think, mm. you know, every 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 time he's come on. Um, he just looks really good, doesn't he? Carries the ball, carries the ball well. So hungry, you know. You can see how much the wins mean to him uh, at the end as well, which is nice to yeah, see. Yeah, it's great. During the anthem, he's singing his heart out. I know that doesn't mean much, but you could just see that he. Yeah, he it gets is. you. It does. G, it does G you up as a as a fan seeing those kind of things. You know, people warm to Alan Wynne Jones instantly when he came into yeah. the setup because he, you see how much it meant to him pulling on the pulling on that jersey and and singing the anthem and. You know, just the emotion on his face, and you know that if that warms you to to the crowd, then yeah, you know, that's a that's a great yeah. thing for me. I love little, I love little things like that. Yeah, yeah, just their eyes closed, going yeah. for it. Um, but he's um, won a couple of key scrums, didn't he? As well, obviously, he's known for being a bit of a scrummaging hooker. Yeah. Um, Win Jones then. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. You know, step stepped up. Um, unfortunately, we didn't see Seb Davis, did we? In his actual role, his actual position, but yeah, baffled me that one. He's been in and around, you know, he spent some time in and around the camp. Now he would have picked up stuff. Apparently, he had his, uh, you know, about a year ago, didn't he? They they really kicked his backside. Yeah, um, I believe so. Because he was so talented, but he was just you know, didn't to, have the application. Uh, yeah. yeah, didn't you know? Was was sort of a bit lazy with it, and probably because he was gifted. Yeah, you know, it's often the way, isn't it? Um, and um, well, I would like to have seen more from him because yeah. he's got the he's got the raw potential to be to be absolutely colossal. And I think Corey Hill did an admirable shift. I think one of his better games in a in a Wales shirt. Actually, I thought he was very good on I Saturday. I thought he's gone well all campaign. He has, he has gone well, but it's an area there's a lot up for grabs. You know, because obviously Charis didn't make this squad. He might yet make the Six Nations, but he's been a he's been a colossal influence for Wales. Really, since the 2011 World mm. Cup, you know, alongside Alan Wynne Jones, I know he hasn't been ever present. He's had a lot of injury problems, but that position in the long run is up for grabs. And, and Alan Wynne Jones is isn't going to be around mm. there, isn't going to be around forever. So I, I think it would have been nice to see more of Seb Davis in. For me, that's definitely his position. It's a shame we didn't get to see him with Alan Wynne, isn't it? Yeah, I um, think so. Because yeah, he would have. I think Seb would have loved that, and equally Alan Alan Wynne Jones would have enjoyed it too. Um, but on yeah on Corey Hill, it shows how much the Welsh management really you know really respect him yeah. because um, he he's not the biggest of guys, is he? No. But he, he I thought he carried really well during this campaign. Made made some made some some clever sort of little runs. Always lays the ball up nicely. And obviously we know he, he's the line out main line out caller, isn't mm. he? So, um, but yeah, Seb's been in and around there. Um, Navidi, obviously we know he's played before, but he he stepped up. He's there. Um, Shingler obviously has been there, you know, a good few years back, but he had a good campaign, didn't he? Yeah, he um, did. It was really difficult because if you look at, I thought there were two areas that we really, really struggled against South Africa. One was obviously the scrum, and second was the breakdown. And I think in the front row, it, it just showed how much we missed Samson Lee and we missed Thomas Francis. God, you know, Scott Andrews had a hell of a lot of stick, and I, I do feel I do feel sorry for him. But again, you know, scrummaging wise, he just it, it was a performance to forget for him, really. Um, <laughs> but 
it was always going to be, wasn't yeah. it? Because and he, then you saw Roger Jones coming off the bench. You know, it's like it was twenty, it's like it was twenty thirteen again, wasn't it? He's had about two games, didn't he? The Premier Select. I mean. Yeah, well, he's, he's on loan at Bath, isn't he? So he's um, no, sorry, um, Roger. I mean, oh, Roger, yeah, well, he's yeah, on, yeah, he's yeah. only had any games, is he? And uh, yeah, but yeah, Scott actually, Scott Andrews never been able to scrimmage, is he? But no, he, he was all over the park. Yeah, I know it's not a popular, it's not a popular thing to say that, but he he gave everything. But I know his main job is to scrimmage. So yeah, I'll so, be quiet now. No, I, you know, again, I, I, it's really difficult because you don't want to, you don't single the bloke out, but he did really struggle. The, in the back five, I kind of thought everyone played well individually, but when you look at the breakdown, you just can't say that. Particularly in the second half, you can't say that well, we that is that that is a pack. You know, that's a back five that the you're ba- going to pick if everyone's yeah. fit. The balance, the, the balance isn't there, is it? Because we were getting turned. We lack bulk, I think. Yeah, just it's not it's not it doesn't gel, does it? Mm. And we haven't got well. That's because there's not an out there's not an out and out seven, is there? You put an out and out seven in there, and Shingler can do what he does then. Um, so unfortunately, that comes back to again. Even Navidi was probably our best player. Yeah, is he going to make it, Jeff? Six Nations? I don't think he will. Yeah. I think if everyone's fit, I, you know, I just I think he's done really really well, and there might that might be enough credit in the bank, and I'm sure he'll go well, and I'm sure Blues fans, are, you know, give us stick for saying it or give me stick for saying this, but. I just don't think that I don't think he's going to be that high in the pecking order, you know, when everyone else is when everyone else is fit. Are you thinking of a, a young dragons man? Look, I'd pick Ollie Griffiths over Josh Navidi at the moment. I think you know I, I really really rate Griffiths, but that again, that's not to be detrimental to Josh Navidi. Mm. He's a brilliant, you know, brilliant player, but I I don't think he's a seven. You know, I think he's a I think he's a really good a really good player at six, and he can cover at eight and at, at seven a bit. Ollie Griffiths is an out and out seven, and I think he's more in keeping with what this current Welsh management want from a, a seven. Mm. I think Navidi yeah. has stepped in because there's been so many injuries and has performed really, really admirably. But at that level, you know, I, I think it, you you do need someone who can really be like a a linchpin at, at slowing stuff down at the breakdown, as Warburton is, whether he plays with a six or a seven on his back. I think you know. I think Tipperick is as well. I know that there are some out there who don't think he does stuff over the ball. I, you know, I think that's. I think it's a myth to be honest. Yeah, he does. He does. You know, I think. I think Griffiths does. I think Cubby would be. In, you know, if I was picking the side, Cubby would be would be in there as a, he, as a seven. He scored me. on the weekend again, so, didn't yeah, he? So. That's, that's the kind of player he is. You know, he's he's amazing in the wider channels. He's like a clamp over the ball. Uh, he, he carries well. You know, it's a, how on earth he's not capped. I know he's had injury problems, but. That can't be far away, surely. No, he's got to be there, there or thereabouts now as well. Isn't he? It just, it shows that we've got strength and depth in certain positions, mm. in others we just simply haven't. Have we? I mean, look at this, look at nine, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, the different, the difference in class when when Webb came on. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we've got the whole Webb issue. It's the more, the more I think about it, the more I just think pick Reese Webb, whatever. Because I don't want to watch Wales play. I don't want to be denied. The chance to watch Reese Webb ever play a game of rugby. We just, we just never. He's we didn't, so we good. didn't have to. We didn't he's have just, to make him a casualty, didn't no. we? Just, I, just, I still. I think he's our most. I think he's our most dangerous back when he plays. Yeah. You know, and I, I just think he's. Which the, says something else about the, uh, the, the, the lack of attacking. Uh, does it? Options. Well, yeah, it does, isn't it? He's he's our most attacking threat. Um, right. Well, look, we got we got two topics remaining now, Dan. We go on this one though for a long well, time. Well, we could, and I almost think like we've 
we've nibbled into into one of the other ones. I just want to say one thing actually oh, on. on this other bit is that we need another game really or two, don't we? Because going into the going into the six nations. <laughs> oh, don't start. No, we're going bad, in, bad enough trying to get four done. No, we're going uh, into the six nations. Who's gonna we, we, we still don't know who's you know who's gonna who's gonna play where really what the best combinations are. Well Did this we, is why we I haven't think, mentioned Owen Williams. This is why I think right. we should come on now. Rather than looking at the transfers, which I'm I'm tempted to do, I think we'll finish on the transfers, but now we're gonna have a look at um the side that we think should should play Scotland. So obviously based on based on kind of current form and expecting players to be to be fit. Now this is the part that we're doing in uh, association with our pals over at drag.co.uk. So really interesting piece that uh, that Craig has has written for them. Uh, so make sure you head over there to have a look for all your your fill on uh, Welsh sporting news. So the article split into two pieces, Dan forwards and backs, as you'd imagine. How are we going to do this? Who's going to pick the forwards? Who's going to pick the backs? Well, you're probably going to go with the forwards, aren't you? Well, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I know given, I'm, the, given I'm the bigger man here. But... Given, given that you seem to think you're a, you're a scrummaging expert these days, I wonder whether uh, you know. I wonder whether you should do that. But I'm I'm happy to take. The, I'm happy to take the I'll, forwards. Let's switch it then. I'll take. All right. I'll take the forwards. Yeah. Oh, wait, all right. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you take the forwards. Oh God, that leaves me the problem of how to <laughs> how to solve uh, how to solve the backs. Right. So we start with the team that uh, that that Craig at the Drivers picked, and then you're going to say what your what what our kind of composite the attacking scrum side would be. So he's gone for. I mean, there's a left field selection in here already. So I love Rob you. Evans, loose head, Samson Lee, tight head, and Richard Hibbard as hooker. I do absolutely. You, did you ghostwrite this one? <laughs> I do love this. Yeah. Um, oh, Richard Hibbard, he's, he's fantastic, isn't he? He's but, amazing. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'll make a change there. Rob Evans, um, Ken Owens, yeah, and Samson Lee at three. All right. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Do you think Hibbard will ever play for Wales again? He won't. No. Even when he gets the move to Dragons, which is surely going to only a matter of time. I think he'll play in Wales again, but um, I don't think he'll play in a Welsh shirt. All right. Fair dues. Second row. See, we've covered this a little bit already, but uh, Craig has gone for Seth Davis and Alan Wynne Jones. I, I think it's going to be a little bit too early then, come that first game, for Seb Davis to be in there at four. Okay. Um, so, fit, I'd go with Charteris. Would you? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And Alan Wynne Jones. See, I, Would yeah, you, no, I, you wouldn't go with charts. I love charts, but are they going to go back to him? They, they might well. They might well do after after this. I mean, look, you're you're picking the side, so you go for it. Um, I'm going with charts. No, I'm going with charts. No, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you know what you're going to get with that pairing, certainly. Back row. Craig's gone for Ross Moriarty, Sam Warburton, Toby Falatau. Okay, so. Six, I go Ross Moriarty. Yeah. Seven, um, Sam Warburton isn't going to be there. Well, just not fit. I just can't, he's, he's not going to, I think he's going to have a rest, isn't he? And there's talk about him oh, he's not, yeah. sort of being out of the game for a bit. So I'm going to I'm gonna go on that assumption. Yeah. All right, okay. That, he, that he's not there. And I'm going to go with Ollie Griffiths in there. Wow. That's a big That's one. Bald. That is ballsy. Yeah. Where Tipperick? Tipperick is on the bench, either on the bench or close to it. Oh, hello! Oh, go right, all right. Oh, god! Looking forward to getting to get into the bench, and then what? Toby at eight. Toby at eight, yeah. 
Wow, okay. So no no Warburton in yours and no room for, for Seb Davis or Richard Hibbard. War, Warburton would obviously be there if uh, if he's there or thereabouts. All right, okay. Interesting. Very interesting pack there, Dan. And right, let's have a look at let's have a look at the, the backs now. God, I really wish I'd made you pick the backs. This is more difficult um, than I thought. So half backs, Reese Webb and Dan Bigger. Now I'm not gonna disagree with that. I'd go I'd go the same. Uh, what I would say is that I would like to see a ball playing ten on the bench who is gonna give us give us a flatter option and I go Reese Patchell personally. Patchell? Yeah, I would. Looked alright when he came on? Yeah, he did. I, I you know, I I don't know I don't know Actually, how that, much that off- that yeah, would have been oh. lovely if that happened. I was trying to, um, when I was watching, I was saying, Vic, have a look at this, uh, this out the back. You know, she was absolutely not, not interested. Not interested yeah. at all, but it was, oh, it was just, it was lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. And, I, and that's what we want to see, you know, that's what I want to see outside half doing. So, um, yeah, I would like to see, personally, I'd have, I'd have Patchell on the bench doing, and but giving him a good, a good amount of time, um, ideally. And then, He's gone for centres of Hadley Parks and Tyler Morgan. Wow. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's really interesting. I I can't see Tyler Morgan starting there, to be honest. Um, You're a big fan of Scott, aren't you? Yeah, I am actually, and I think you know, I think he's starting to he's starting to get his, his form back. Got on the got on the score sheet at the weekend, so I think. I think Scott Williams would be my thirteen. You can see what's happening there with this side, can't you? It's it's that that whole ten twelve is, you know, is is not is not. We were talking about changing the the changing the style, yeah, and we're, we we are going to revert slightly back, aren't we? Which I'm not not against. Are you though? Are you know what's what's so different about this? You know, is is picking Tyler Morgan at thirteen or revert back? Um, revert back to type you know adding an no, I mean, if, pace in there or? well if we're going with so if we're going web bigger yeah and then Hadley and yeah. Scott it's uh, not oh right but sorry it's my team you're talking about yeah right. um, no I don't know I just think I just think Scott Williams is an international class centre I hopefully he'll have recovered some form by then he's a great finisher as he shows and I think if he's got a ball playing option inside him then he looks a lot more comfortable than trying to have him to to force the play. So, yeah, I'd probably stick Hadley Parks alongside him. That's what I feel it'll be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the this back three. This is where three. it's going to get interesting. Yeah, I, I've been tweeting about this over the weekend with what my uh, what mine would be. So, um, Craig's gone for Liam Williams at fullback, Lee Halfpenny on the right wing, and George North on the left wing. Now. Actually, no, before we get on to this, centres, you're right, we haven't mentioned Owen Williams. Mm. Has it worked for you? Fifty fifty. It's it's worked it's worked to a degree. So he's looked quite nice with his passing game. Mm. He didn't do anything didn't do anything necessarily wrong. But equally actually no, he did do some he did do some things wrong. He didn't. I didn't think he fit. He straightened up the line enough. Yeah. Um, which resulted in us passing the ball along the along the line. But his passing looked great. But often the end result was we were just going laterally. Yeah, just out and out and out. Um, tackled well, but then you know, is is all are these things enough? Do you need more of an attacking threat in the centre than just an outside half who can distribute really nicely? Well, I just think he didn't. 
he's, he played a little bit conservatively, but it was he didn't get a run of he didn't get a run of games, did he? So um, or enough, you know. Yeah. He would have he would have wanted more time then to to sort of play. And I mean, you, you're hardly gonna. It takes a super confident person, doesn't it, to go out there and start, you know, f- you know, running this line, that line, flinging the ball around all over the shop, um, or just completely bossing it, unless you're super, super confident. And well, Hadley Park seemed to do it. Yeah, but he, he's he's older, isn't he? He knows mm. he's 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 so cute, so wise. He just knows that he's a class act, doesn't he? And uh, you could see that from him. He was bossing the play, wasn't he? Yeah, from the moment he was on the park, looked, <laughs> looked utterly comfortable. Yeah, and. A lot of people, certainly all the Scarlets fans, would have said, you know, that he'll, he'll. There's, there's no doubt he'll play well, and I, I think we were in the same camp as that, weren't we? Yeah, that, yeah, I, I agree. He, he went really well. And he's, he'll be difficult to move from that shirt. He will be difficult to move from that shirt. <laughs> I, I think he will be. Right, back three then. So, as I say, uh, Craig Adrigue has gone for Liam Williams, Lee Halfpenny, and George North. My change to that is I would bring Hallamaymos in for Lee Halfpenny. Um. I'm still of the opinion that Liam should play fullback because I think he's he is an out and out attacking threat there. I wouldn't mind seeing him pass the ball a bit more though. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit worried in those those games that he did play that as much as I really want him to, you know, to attack and go that he didn't didn't make too many of those breaks when he uh, you know, he had the ball in that kind of fullback position. So, I don't know, I'd play him at 15, but um I wouldn't mind just seeing a little bit more again a bit more What's the words? You know, rotation around as well. So bring bring Hallam into Swapping fifteen as well. But yeah, I, for half penny, I don't know. Yesterday just kind of showed to me that he's he's not beating men at the moment. He didn't beat men. I thought positionally he was fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, he always is. Um, he is always. But you put you know you only know how you only we only miss him when he's not there, and then mm. the ball gets moved all over the you know. I would have liked to have seen him on the he, wing this this autumn. He tackled. He tackled his. You know, he tackled well. He was very, very safe, wasn't he? I, I, for me, you know what I go with? Go on. Liam, 15. Yeah. Amos. Yeah. At 11. Yeah. And uh, Halfpenny, 14. You've been desperate to leave George North out I, of this I, team, haven't you? I, I wouldn't put George North in there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's done enough for for quite some time. We, we, can't, we, can't, we surely just can't put him back straight back in, can we? I Halfpenny's think, uh, done nothing to... For me, Halfpenny, yeah, he hasn't set the world alight, but equally, he doesn't. He hasn't done. He hasn't done enough to be dropped. Mm. Has he done enough to be dropped? Really? I think that Liam Williams is our best back three player, so he plays if he's fit. I then think that Halamemos has done enough to dislodge someone, and in my opinion, I think you need some out and out. Brutality and some out and out gas, and I think George North brings that. So I, I would go for it. You know, and I'd, yeah, I'd go for North. I would go for North. You know, I think take for example that opportunity that Steph Evans had um, on Saturday, where he ended up just running out of a bit of steam and kicking on ahead. George North would have just backed himself and gone and scored but that. For, so would Halfpenny for me. Yeah, I, those, really I think would. I think both of them would have scored, really would have scored would. that. George North and Halfpenny. George would, North would have scored anything. Would have run that in. When was the last time Lee Halfpenny scored? George North would have pulled Wales. up with an injury. Halfpenny uh, would, have, would have readjusted his scrum and off he would have gone. No, I, dis- I disagree. I think I, I would have. I'd, if you could have said, you know, who would you rather have in that position, North or Halfpenny, I'd have definitely gone North. And that's why I'm going for him. In that position, yeah, but equally his defence yeah, is yeah, yeah. so questionable. 
aerially he's poor. So I think on the wing with with the game now, lots of people cross you know the cross mm. kicks coming in half penny so so dependable um, that I think he would really shore up um, one of those wing berths where we have been exposed as a, as a team um, a lot. Okay, because you know, when we've had North and Cuthbert, teams have really had a run of us, haven't they? Mm. Aerially, yeah, they have. They have, and yeah, like, I completely get what you're saying, and you've always been a big fan of half pennies. I know the North got the, the but star. I was, the thing that always excited me about half pennies at the start of his career, he, you know, he looked he looked a dangerous counter attacker, and I don't think he does look that anymore. And I would love to see it. I'd love to see it come back, but based on the evidence of this autumn, it wasn't there at the moment. Yeah, but if we strip that away from him, say that's gone, okay, I still think there's a position for him on the wing because of his. Well, again, that was the opportunity. Now was the Until, opportunity to try it, though, wasn't it? Yeah. You had to try it over yeah. this autumn. You're not going to try it in the Six Nations. I think if Lee Halfpenny does start, if Gatland does pick him, he'll pick him at fullback. Mm. Anyway, we, it's not actually that long to, to find out. You know, Christmas will be on us before we know it. And then after that, Can't we're into Six it. Nations territory. Not too long to go. And we've got plenty of good club rugby coming up between now and then as well. Right, we're running out of time here quickly. So what I did want to get just before, I'm not letting you off the hook. Who are you picking as your... Back row cover on the on the bench there. If you said Tipperick was there or thereabouts, you picking Navidi? I'm picking Navidi. Yeah. Interesting. Picking Navidi at the moment. Okay. I'm a massive fan of Tipperick, as you know. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I'm, yeah. But for the campaign, got to reward him, I think, as well for what he's done, and the fact that he can play six, seven, or eight. I go with that. I know we can move Moriarty. Around, yeah, I think Moriarty covers yeah, that. So yeah, I'm just going because I think Tipperick is. Tipperick is world class at his best, yeah. so I'm hoping he gets as you're, talk, as you're talking now, I'm going the other way with it, but I'll, <laughs> stick, I'll stay where I am for now. Right, let's have a look then. The, the one remaining topic is um, is transfers and lots of news this week. So, yeah. Ross Moriarty to the Dragons. Year, yeah, Ross Moriarty to the Dragons. Scott Williams to the Ospreys. Falatau to the Dragons. Well, no. <laughs> Priestland. Who else? Come on. Uh, Richard Hibbard. Richard Hibbard, you reckon? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he, like you said, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, cro- if he yeah. cropped up. Just you know, and that would bolster the bolster the side immensely and some good experience. You know, imagine that Elliot D learning under the tutelage of uh, of Richard Hibbard, being able to rotate them in games. That'd be a know. good scrum, wouldn't it? In practice, in the yeah, I reckon so. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's just in dream territory. But the Ross Moriarty, right. the Ross Moriarty one is true, and I mm. think that's a massive signing. I don't care what the naysayers say. I don't care if people are having a pop that it's, you know, that there's not been a, a lack of that there's been a lack of transparency. I don't think there really has. David Buttress has come out and said, "I'm paying for him. What what more do you want?" It's a massive, massive signing. I think yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, just, it's great to get him back. <clears throat> it's get him back in signing. Wales. It's great to get him back. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, he has to come back if he wants to play for Wales, but he is coming back. I, th- you know, call me idealistic, but I think he has bought into the into what's happening positively at the Dragons. And it was interesting, I heard Martin Williams earlier this week say that nothing had changed at the Dragons on the, um, on the, the BBC Radio Wales podcast. And I, you know, I really do disagree with that. Now, I know there's been some, pump, you know, some pumpings in recent weeks, but that's why there's been more players away than ever with the internationals. I think you know, if you watch the games, that, the games that Jackman's really targeted at home with a really kind of a squad that is very, very thin on the ground. He's given a lot of youngsters talent. He's openly come out and said, yeah, you know, a lot of these players aren't aren't up to the task. So while 
some of the results may have been the same. You can't question the commitment and the attitude and the the direction that I think is coming from there. So I think that this signing of Ross Moriarty is hopefully a getting it done early. I think will be a beacon for others to say, okay, well look, this is this shows you how ambitious we are. This guy's coming in to join us. One of the you know one of the best back rowers in Wales, British Lion, and a serious prospect. And you know at the start of his career as well, you know this is his first move away from Gloucester. Massive signing. I think he's going to be terrific. I'm totally, totally with you. Imagine him teaming up with uh, with Ollie Griffiths as well. Well, this in is that, it. Yeah, with Ollie Griffiths, with Jumbo, with there's a lot of uh, Harrison Keddie when he comes back. You know, there's there's some good options in there. There's some good options in the back yeah. row, and, um, and more to come. And more to come, and some and some some great youngsters as well. So, yeah, exciting times there. Right, Scott Williams, I wanted to ask you about. Do you see that one coming? I didn't see that one coming at <clears> all. <throat> no, it's good. where's it? Where's it even come from? You know? Yeah. Um, obviously they got three, you know, three very good centres there. Yeah. But um, Scarlett would be hugely, hugely disappointed if he does go. When he's, uh, you know, born and bred there. Um, so yeah, it's done. It's done deal. It's question of what, it's question of when. It's through, is it? Mm. Oh, I didn't even realise it was through. Yeah. And that is um, Kieran Fonatier. And Fonatier goes the other, the other way. way. Um, yeah, Fonatier. I mean, Fonatier hasn't really, really shone as he. They haven't the, played uh, him enough. He's good I, for the Ospreys. Yeah, but I think been messing around playing James Hook at centre. Yeah, he'll do well. He'll do well at Scarlet. I tell you what, I think they're going to get. They, I think they're going to unearth another gem there. If any, if any side in Wales knows how to look at a player that you wouldn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily jump out at you and say that's a massive signing. It's the Scarlets, mm. and I think they will get the best out of him. Well, it's a shrewd bit of business again by them, isn't it? They know what they're doing in terms of looking at you know the Welsh players wow. being out. They and have they, to, don't they? They do have to, yeah. But they, but equally, then they do it. You mm. know, they're thinking, they're thinking upstairs a lot. Um, but uh, I was, I was surprised by that one. Though. All right, though. What about Scott Williams? I mean, this is the important thing. It's, uh, it's a very interesting stage in his career. Ospreys have had a stinking season so far. You know, is, is he going to be able to turn their fortunes around? Is that going to be a difficult thing for him going down there? Would he rather be at the Scarlets? Is it about getting first team rugby? What's kind of motivating this move? Well, it's got him money, isn't it? Well, I can't. I mean, you don't know that. You don't know the the details of it, do you? But I can't imagine he would have wanted to go. I mean, it's money's got to, it's got to be a it's got to be a combination of things, isn't it? More rugby, wanted to play more rugby. Mm. Money's got to come into it as well. Um, and yeah, I, I well, it's only down the road for him, isn't it? Really, mm. but um, I, I just feel there must be a, there must be an element of money in there as well that he he, he wanted an amount, and uh, you know, Scarlett weren't willing to, to to go up to that figure, and he probably got a little bit frustrated, and uh, and and, and as uh, you know, an agent has looked elsewhere. Do you think it'll work out for him? I'm not sure, in all honesty. Actually, it's 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 a really it's gonna be a very very tough place to go, isn't it? I mean, some people would say that it's a, a good time to be joining a, a team when you can mm. make an impact, and and they, they've got enough players there, haven't they? To I mean, look at the loss on the you know the loss on the weekend again. Um, it's a heavy loss, isn't mm. it? Yeah, okay. You, you could probably say you you know up against that side, you'd expect it, but they're getting pumped, aren't they? Um, something we're, not, we're simply not used to seeing that. You know, when, prior to this season, you, you didn't see they'd that. Always, they've always been, they've, they would always be competitive, wouldn't they? Um, 
I think it's more than uh, it's going to take more than a couple of uh, you know more than him then and a number of the other senior players to step up. They've got something wrong fundamentally within the actual setup and culture and everything else. I mean, culture is often overused, isn't it? But I, I then, think it's they, really important. You know, I, I don't think you can underestimate that stuff because it's a team game. Yeah, you've got to have you know the strongest the strongest team unit is what is what wins games. It's not just simply individuals and you know I think the culture stuff when you're spending day in day out it, you know it's a very important thing so if there is a problem there then that's got to be addressed yeah uh, yeah they're, they're just not playing as a, as a sort of cohesive collective unit are they um, but they'll they'll turn it around they've got enough about them it'll and I, and I just hope it it happens sooner rather than later all right then Ellis Jenkins this is the other one yeah Ellis Jenkins has been rumoured isn't he um, to go i Put a tweet out, didn't I? Saying was that is that um, just agents, you know, agents talk, just trying Could to be. trying to get a couple of more pound notes for uh, for him, or uh, is he actually going to go? Uh, again, it'd probably be tough for him to leave Cardiff, wouldn't it? Seems to you know he's well liked there, massively respected. I think he'll. I think he'd stay at Cardiff. To be I honest, I, I I can't see that move coming off. I think he'll stay, and you know, I think he's going to be really, really crucial to them, and I think they need to keep him. Yeah. You know, I think he's a he's a class act. So, yeah, that's uh, that'll be really interesting to see how that one develops. And that pretty much brings us to an end for this week. Bit of a scattergun, we were all over the place there, weren't we? Trying to, trying to do something new. We looked like we had the the. Uh, I don't think we finished any of those. The new back plays uh, handed to us by Rob Haley, and we were just 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 trying to have a pop at it. We need to go back over all those. Uh, we haven't answered any of them, have we? We'll be back to um, War- we'll be back to Warren Ball before you in, know it. In terms of in terms of. Uh, Answering things. Oh, go on then. I've got uh, I've got a little question here for you. Okay. Right. Go on. Which former Wales? It's a trivia, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Go yeah. on. It's a quiz. Yeah. Go on. Well, one question. Really. Which former Wales and Lion player has the nickname Stan? That is highly, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 Stan Laurel, isn't it? Yeah. From uh, Lauren and Hardy. I knew you'd know that because uh, you're a big fan okay. of Howley, aren't you? You got you got one for the audience um, as well. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. Which team? The chairman of the WRU, Gareth Davis, coach Nick Mallett, and former New Zealand captain David Kirk all once play for. So this is a team that Gareth Davis, Nick Mallett, and David Kirk all played for. That's right. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll release the answer uh, late on Monday. All right. And yeah, in the meantime, let us know your suggestions on Twitter at Attacking Scrum, or do that on Facebook as well. And if you've enjoyed uh, this new slightly bizarre way of doing the podcast that we've managed to come across tonight uh, drop us a review on itunes and we'll be sure to uh, to give you a shout out if you've done that uh, in the meantime also make sure that you check out our sponsors as we said um, by heading over to socoffeetrades.co.uk and uh, yeah give them a give them a try and yeah we'll be back next week to bring you another attack and scrum podcast Podcast Network.